0: what is up gamers welcome back to another episode of the aggressively okay podcast uh i am your host joseph Salani, i'm joined by my co-host
1: uh it's your boy adam sidorius coming back at you I do want to clarify for the listeners, me and Joseph have been sitting here for an hour and 15 minutes making ligament jokes to each other. So,
0: um, yeah, we're a bit delirious, uh, but we're, you know, we have to, we're putting in work to give you guys the
1: content you deserve. Yeah, my hands look like this, so your (laughs) content looks like this. You know what I'm saying? Cum jokes right off the bat. You know, this is going to be a classic A OK episode. That was not even a cum joke, bro.
0: You made you literally said
1: the word come. Dude, I meant like so we're talking best movies of twenty twenty one tonight. Yeah. Um it's been a long time coming. Uh and <laughs> shut up. Shut up, bro. Uh yeah, no, but we it's been a long year. Uh you know, quite a bit of movies came out this year. It was like this is a combination of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Almost. It feels like we got like double the movies, so the list was a little bit like harder to make. Like I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's how mm-hmm. I feel about it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Great. Um so <laughs> um I don't know, man. Anything you wanna say before we jump to the list, like about the um, year that was in film?
0: This uh yeah, this year was super difficult to do. Um I uh I pretty much got to see everything I wanted to see. I didn't necessarily get to watch everything uh, there was a couple films on this list I'd like to rewatch just to see where they really land. But for the most part, I think I'm happy with my list. Um, I uh, I imagine I will get uh, my my list will be heavily criticized because I've got some hot takes on here. But uh, well, uh, you know I'm happy with it. I like movies. Uh, this is a great year. Uh, I have a lot to talk about,
1: and um, I'm ready to jump into it. Yeah, call me Cor- Corbin Blue, dude, because I'm uh, I'm jumping in uh so do you want to do your honorable mentions and then i'll do mine yeah, sure so my
0: 20 my um my my uh, 30 to 25 are these are the ones that didn't quite make the top 25 uh it was king richard pig big ricardo's cyrano old no time to die coda the card counter the matrix resurrections and spider-man no way home my 21 to 25, uh, starting at 25, is Titan, a uh, cool movie. 24 is Spencer. Uh, 23 is Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, 22 is The Trashy of Macbeth, a uh, good movie. Parallel Mothers is coming in at 21. At 20, we got Mass, uh, The Sundance Darling. And at 20, 19, we've got uh, Jim Cummings' Beta Test, a super cool movie. Uh, 18. Uh, my favorite documentary of the year, Flea. Uh, at 17, we've got uh, Adam's favorite, uh, Lynn Wilma Miranda's uh, musical epic in the
1: Heights. And then number 16 is The Green Knight. All right. Well, I mean, we're doing a top 10, so if you want to go for the next. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Number 15 uh, is uh, my, uh, one of the, the biggest surprise of the year for me, Malignant. Uh, this movie is fucking awesome. Uh, check it out. Uh, they're, don't trust the critics. Check it out for yourself. Just like Gotti, uh, dude. Just like Gotti. They had a hit out on Malignant. I don't know why. Uh, number 14 is Annette. Uh, the uh, Leos Kraus. I don't, I don't know if I said his name right, but his uh, musical with sparks. Uh, super funny and unique. Uh, and uh, little pretty much the Doug. Weird and crazy and kind of silly. Uh, 13 is uh, Nightmare Alley. Uh, this is Del Toro's Noir joint. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty slimy, pretty slippery, but uh, pretty entertaining watch. Uh, number 12 is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated movies of the year, The Humans. Adam loved it. And sure. then number 11 is the hilarious comedy, Shiva Baby. Uh, it is absolutely hilarious. I can't wait to see what everyone involved does next. Um, it's I'd, I'd throw it up there with Booksmart as one of the best comedies of the past couple years. Uh, definitely check it out
1: yeah and that's my honorable mentions i mean most of those i agree with some of them were questionable but you Mm -hmm. you did forewarn me that it would be a hot take list and i do want to clarify i did not peek at joey's list before recording and uh joe saw my list like a month ago but i've changed it a lot yeah i've changed because my list was
0: public and you might have gotten a peek at it but i've uh privated it since
1: uh yeah i haven't i i I don't care what joey has to say so i never looked at Mm -hmm. his list but uh uh, mine's been private since the summer, I think. So. Yeah,
0: I have no idea what I'm walking into. So we'll
1: see. Yeah, I'll. Uh, my honorable mentions. I I don't have it like exactly in order like Joey does. I only have my top ten in order. But um, so no specific order. I have. I'll give you two musicals back to back. And The Heights is definitely up there. Just a really good time uh, at the theater and the HBO. I saw them both. Uh, West Side Story was great. Loved it. Um, King Richard, Flea is amazing, mm-hmm. um, The Mitchells versus Machines I really enjoyed, um, Matrix Resurrections, which me and Joey have not even really fully talked about, uh, even though we were both hyping it up, but uh, I loved it, I liked it a lot the first time, second viewing I loved it. And I've seen it a third time now, and it it just keeps growing on me. I, I fucking love this movie.
0: I caught the uh the first half of it today. I was rewatching, trying to get a rewatch in before the pod, but then I had to do some other stuff.
1: It's a it, it kind of slaps, dude. I I told Joe he's got to reevaluate it because it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, great movie. Um, uh, Sean Baker's Red Rocket barely missed the cut, but I loved it. Even I think the thing that held it back is that it's just such an uncomfortable movie to watch. (laughs) So I couldn't quite get it above certain movies, but uh, it's fantastic. Nonetheless, Uh, pig, uh, the French dispatch, um, Coda made me cry. Um, Malignant is definitely an honorable mention. Uh, It's is in my top 15. Whenever I publicly put that out, it's definitely going to be on my top 15. Uh, the Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, uh, barely missed the cut. I believe that's number 11 on my litter mm. box. And I was kind of bummed that I missed the top 10 because um, it was on there really close. Like, I think until like yesterday it was on there. Um, and I, I loved movie with all my heart. And, you know, spiritually, I just think it's unfair to put Fast 9 on my top 10 list because I know certain people on this podcast <laughs> aren't ready for that conversation Mm -hmm. so just on a moral level i am leaving it off because i you know i'm about family and i don't uh i I try to avoid conflict Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but just know that if i had it my way i would uh it would be number one on my list so i guess i have to mention it right here no i think that's fair yeah uh joey is sharpening his knives so Mm -hmm. while you do that buddy do you want to tell us your 10 through 6 So
0: number 10 is a previously mentioned film from Adam. It is Judas and the Black Messiah. uh, I I believe we did a podcast episode on this one back in the day. Uh, This is an excellent film uh, from everybody involved. Uh, It's pretty much, uh, you know, it's one of those, uh, this was number one on my list for such a long time. It came out in uh, late February and uh, it stayed at the top of the list for nearly most of the year. Um, it's got uh, two incredible performances from Lakeith and Daniel uh, as Fred Hampton and Bill O'Neill. You got Jesse Plemons in it, uh, Dominique Fishback, Ashton Sanders. Uh, it's just all around a banger. Uh, Shaka King does a great job directing it uh, with a screenplay uh, by him and the Lucas Bros. Uh, it's just all around. It's a it's a bit a crime uh, epic uh, set in the '60s, late uh, late '60s, early '70s. Um, it's incredibly timely and uh, it's super, super engaging. Uh, and uh, his uh, specifically Daniel Cooley's performance is one for the books. Uh, I love *The Judas and the Black Messiah*.
1: It, it's kind of hard to believe that's still a movie this year because it it, mm-hmm. it was in last year's awards campaign, so it kind of feels like damn.
0: Yeah, this that would have been my might have been my number one or two of last year. I think I, I think I'd have thought, I'm thinking of ending things at number one last year, uh, but it would definitely be. Yeah, because it's... I'm thinking of anything's and then Shithouse and Minari are my top three, so it definitely would have been thrown in the mix there. Yeah. Uh, but that's my number ten. Uh, my number nine is The French Dispatch, which is also previously mentioned by Adam. And uh French Dispatch, uh, I really love this movie. Um, I know this one's kind of got mixed reception, but on the whole, I think it's it's just another banger from Wes Anderson. Uh, he's he's trying a lot of new things visually in this film, uh, yet they still kind of uh, exist within his style. I really like what he does with like, kind of still photography in it. And uh, while all the sections aren't necessarily uh, created equal, uh, it's still a really banging film. Uh, this is one I definitely want to rewatch uh, soon. Uh, I really, really loved it. Um, and the cast is great. And uh, I'm just a big Wes Anderson made my favorite movie, so... I'll always be uh, par- a little partial to that guy. And uh, I loved what he was cooking on uh, The French Dispatch. Uh, number Great eight movie. is uh, also previously mentioned by Adam. Uh, Red Rocket, the new Sean Baker joint, uh, starring Simon Rex. Uh, this movie is incredibly uh, anxiety-provoking. It's very, uh, it's literally ballsy. Uh, and it's uh, super, uh, uh, super uh, you know, kind of unabashedly, uh, it's, it's this, this, this titular, this main character, uh, that Simon Rex plays, uh, it's, they have no qualms making him the most, uh, maybe the most despicable lead in a film I've seen a in true a very, very, long time. Yeah. It's a true, a true scumbag. Uh, and it's, it's so, it's kind of strikingly honest how, how awful they're, they're able to get, make this guy. Uh, but at the same time, it's got this incredibly, uh, almost goofy sense of humor to it uh it's a very energetic and watchable performance it's like watching a train wreck um i'm a big fan of uh, this one uh, i really in, in the way that adam says it, it's such an uncomfortable watch i kind of admire that about the film how it's 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 not afraid to put its audience uh kind of on on blast the audience is as it, it's asking a lot of you as an audience member uh and it's kind of putting it's not afraid to put you in an uncomfortable position because uh, it's, you know, you, it's, it's a very enjoyable film, but it's a, it's an enjoyable film about a true monster. So it's, uh, I, I really admired that about it. Um, and he's got some kind of a political satire uh, stitched throughout. I think overall it works super, super well. Um, and then the story of how the movie got made is super interesting. Simon Rex didn't find out about it until like three days before he started shooting it. Uh, they shot it all in secret uh, during COVID time. And I think it, it worked out wonderfully. Uh, I really, I really wish there were kind of more uh, movies as kind of audacious as this. Uh, Cause it's a, it's a very, it has kind of the, the same energy as a debut, but uh, I guess it could only be made by someone with the clout that Sean Baker has.
1: Uh, I but, recommend yeah. listening to the, or watching the uh, New York Film Festival Q and A that he did with uh, all of them. Cause they did a pretty good job of talking about it. It's on YouTube. If anyone wants mm-hmm. to watch it, uh, it's a, it's a great movie uh like joe said i think it's one of the best of the year i just missed my top 10 Mm. i it's if it's not in my top 15 it's probably like 16 or 17 but it's fantastic it's Mm. a really great movie um
0: yeah that's my number eight uh number seven is also mentioned previously is uh steven spielberg's west side story um i'm a recovering theater kid uh so i love me a good musical and west side story was no exception uh Steven Spielberg uh, is uh, incredibly comfortable directing a musical in this. He This has so much uh, energy and passion and love in it. Um, the musical sequences are masterfully done. I Adam can attest, I pumped my fist in the air at one point. It was
1: the worst thing I've ever witnessed in my entire yeah, life.
0: Yeah, I, um, uh, I was like, hell, a song started I went, hell yeah, I pumped my fist in the air. Uh, so many great performances in this. Um, I know uh, Ariana DeBose is her name, right, who plays Anita? I believe so. Uh, she's getting uh, a ton of buzz, rightfully so. Uh, and then, A Star is Born, and Rachel Zegler as Maria. She does excellent. Um, you know, Corey Stoll is in it. Uh, Brian D'Arcy James, uh, Mike Feist, uh, who I've met, um, is uh, very, very good as Riff. Um, I saw him in Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, just to prove my theater kid cred, I am a recovering theater kid. Uh, but Mike Feist is excellent. Um, it's, uh, it's a very, um, you know, it's, it's kind of got big shoes to fill with uh, the original film being such a, an iconic one. Uh, and I had seen the original uh, the day before I watched this new one, and I think it holds up. Uh, it, it kind of, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily top the original film, but it does its own thing. And, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg able to craft some really, really, really great sequences. Um, and I teared up at one point. So I, uh, I love the film. I can't wait to see uh, what Rachel Zegler goes on to do because she's super, super talented. Uh, so that's my number seven. And my number six is uh, The uh, the Worst Person in the World. Um, this is a, what is it, Swedish, Adam? Uh, Norwegian. It's a Norwegian romantic comedy about a, uh, a 30-something uh, trying to figure out her life. Uh, we follow her uh, through her, uh, Julie is her name. Um, we follow, uh, we just kind of, uh, we follow her life for a couple years. Um, and this is kind of, uh, the, uh, the surprise hit of the year for me. I had no idea what this was until Adam recommended it to me. Um, it is a, uh, truly a slam dunk of a film. I could easily see this rising up my list. Uh, if, uh, upon uh, rewatches, um, it's an incredibly tight, thoughtful, well-directed, funny, unique film. Um, i uh you know it's got a great sense of humor um and it's able to navigate uh, emotions very very well and uh kind of main the main thing is that just seeing this plot unfold kind of in the kind of the weird and unexpected directions it finds itself going down um it's really really kind of uh, interesting uh, kind of this it's it's somewhat of a meandering plot but it's all very very intentional like decept- deceptively intentional almost um and it uh, it takes a lot of time uh, developing this character, uh, and that's, but it's, it's never boring. It never drags. It's got an incredible energy. The editing is excellent. Um, uh, the performance, uh, by, I'm not gonna even try to pronounce her name, but she, the main actress who plays Julie is excellent. All of the acting is super, super excellent. Um, it's just a really, really great movie. Um, banger all around. Um, glad to see it, uh, getting some love on the internet. Um, uh, thank you Adam for recommending this to me. Um, I, uh, apparently it's the third part in a trilogy. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to check out the other two. I've never seen any of his other movies. I'd have heard of louder than bombs and Oslo and Thelma, but I've never seen them. So I'll have to give him a check out. But uh, G- uh, how do you say his name? Joachim Trier. Uh, jo uh, Joachim Trier, I believe. I I don't know exactly, but uh... he's uh, he's teetering very closely to entering the cool guy club. So. I uh, I, uh, I love this movie, um, and uh, you should all watch it. So my that was my top—that was my 6 through 10. Uh, number 10 was Judas and the Black Messiah. 9 was The French Dispatch. 8 was Red Rocket. 7 was West Side Story. And 6 was The Worst Person in the World.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm—it uh, it took me a long time to convince Joe to watch Worst Person in the World. <laughs> and I'm glad, as always, my recommendations hit really hard for him. And yet yeah. he always questions my recs anyways. Uh, um, I'll, I'll never. Well, we have a deal going. I'll watch normal people. If, if
0: I watch normal people, are you gonna watch Zach Stone? It's on Netflix now. It is on Netflix now.
1: Um, yeah, maybe sometime this week I'll watch it. Uh, Hell yeah. Like I'll watch it at some point, but I maybe this week if I have time. Dude, you gotta watch it. All right, you gotta watch normal people. I've only been recommending it to you for like a fucking year. Dude, I just but... hate Irish people. Sorry to all the Irish I mean, people me, listening. Me too, but like, come on. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> also i do want to mention i i forgot one honorable mention and um it's a movie that i really like i've seen it four times now and it only gets better upon a rewatch in my opinion i just bought it or i got it for christmas yesterday uh no time to die great banger of a blockbuster mm-hmm. uh, i felt bad that i left it off because i after i was done reading i'm like oh shit i forgot one uh but i love that movie I, I think it's one of the best blockbusters of the year like uh just great movie great time in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um I by the way, I bought it in 4K. Looks really nice. Oh, Looks wow. really good. Yeah. Um, so my number 10 is a little joint called Shiva Baby. Um hey. this is a movie that I saw it I think September at TIFF in 2020. Uh so the fact that I'm talking about it at the end of uh 2021 is insane to me um it just held up incredibly well and it's a movie that kind of artistically inspired me a lot like it just made me think like yeah this is the kind of art that i want to create like just like really lean mean short that leaves a lasting impression kind of movie you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's truly like immaculate how well made this movie is uh the use of music the use of like suspense and colors and characters and um, I think it's, like, the most damning and, like, relatable movie about mm. going to familial functions, like, maybe ever made. Um, it Like, it's truly astounding how much tension is built up in a single house, like, a single mm-hmm. location. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know where to start. Like, Emma Seligman, like, her direction is insane. I think this is her first feature film. Yeah. Uh, I know Shiva Baby was a uh, For short sure. Yeah, before this, but... Uh, and I believe she's working on an HBO series right now, but which I'm sure is gonna be a banger. Uh, Rachel Sanat is fantastic in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. gives about just one of the best performances of the year in it. Um, Molly Gordon is also very good in it. Um the whole cast, just like top to bottom. It's a it's a told banger. It's, it's super dude, funny.
0: Cy Abelman is in it.
1: Fucking Cy Abelman, dude. When uh like when the world needed him most, he vanished, but he came back with Shiva Baby. Um, Okay, he's trying to tell me Sight Abelman's in *Passengers*? That Chris Pratt movie? And I do not believe that. That's there's no way he's in that movie. I've seen *Passengers* and I do not remember. Apparently, he's a voice in the movie, like the computer system. That's nuts. Um, anyway, sorry. I just I saw he was in *Passengers* and I like was like that's that that's a lie. Um, but yeah, *Shiva Baby*, fantastic movie. Um, I've seen it three times now uh, and it just gets better. It's a super easy rewatch and I believe it's on HBO Max, I think. so.
0: Yeah, this has been, that was a big one I, I recommended. I tried to recommend that to as many people as possible. Uh, I was glad to see it kind of get a bit of a splash because um, it's super, super, super funny.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's really great. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it yet. It is kind of like a little bit of like a lone wolf this year. Like, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it, so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's like it's not even 80 minutes. I believe it's like 75, 78 minutes. Yeah, super,
0: super short watch.
1: Yeah, very easy watch. So there's kind of no excuse to not watch it. Um, my number nine is uh, Martin Scorsese is shaking right now. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, I what? What do you? What are you? What do you? Hey, uh, you crossed the picket fence, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I just like having fun at the theater. And uh, you do have the shit you do in this movie with bringing back old characters that mean a lot to me. And there's kind of no way it doesn't creep up on the list, you know? Uh, and I, I honestly think this is the best version of this movie we could have gotten because I think all the emotional moments hit really hard. It, it, it's funny. It's exciting. There's actual stakes. Like there's genuine emotion and consequence and stakes, which I feel is like what everyone's been asking for for Spider-Man in the MCU. For a long time. And I think, you know, I, like aside from the nostalgia and all the returning characters, it actually tells a very personal story at its core. And, um, you know, Spider-Man is my favorite character in all of media. So, of course, I was very emotionally impacted by it. And again, like, yeah, the nostalgia stuff is great, but I actually think it's a great movie full of like good themes and good storytelling. And I, I just love the, the darkness of it. Like there is like a true... Finality and like a true sadness to the ending of the movie that like really stuck with me. Um but it's not without its issues, it has a few problems here and there. But uh, for the I, most uh part.
0: I think they should have let me make this one.
1: Yeah, what would you have done differently? Um
0: I have a whole pitch I can tell you about off the pot. <laughs>
1: um I, I cannot wait to hear it. It's uh,
0: uh it's pr- i mean, it's I've pr- someone else has probably
1: said it. <laughs> <laughs> Um it's 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 a really good movie. I, I I just love it with all my heart. Um so yeah, that's my number nine. My number eight is a little ditty called Spencer. Um I was going back and forth with this and like Suicide Squad and Coda. I think Friends just spat this in the next two. But Spencer mm-hmm. Spencer made the cut for me because every time, like pretty much the entirety of Spencer, I was just like in actual awe of, what like the filmmaking and, like, how it looked and how it felt and just uh, just everything about Spencer is just, like, an immaculate experience. Um, I, I think just the filmmaking on display is truly astounding. Uh, Kristen Stewart's performance is incredible. The score is haunting. It, it's just, like, but also, like, the story, like, the way it tells Diana's story, and like kind of sums up her entire life, but like in the span of a few days is really beautiful and sad and moving and haunting. And uh, I, I mean, I think it's kind of a perfect movie. Like, I don't know if I'd give it a 10 out of 10, but like, I don't have any issues with it really. Like, I think, I know Joe told me the ending doesn't quite hit for him, but like, I, I remember, like, leaving the theater and texting him, like, dude, you're crazy, like, the ending is... Spencer,
0: like- uh, Spencer is one of the ones that I'd like to get, uh, in a rewatch.
1: I saw it at, uh, at
0: the SCAD Film Fest, uh, so kind of, uh, when you're seeing that many high-quality movies at uh, such a frequency, it's hard, to, it can get kind of lost in the shuffle, but I did really like Spencer.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I loved it, it really hold, held up for me on a rewatch. Um, I've only seen it twice, but, uh, that initial theater viewing i was literally like it was me and three elderly women in the theater when i went to go see it um, mm-hmm. which is the way i think you should see every independent movie and mm-hmm. uh, i <laughs> and also i remember the theater was like super cold that i was in like it was like hot outside and i went in the theater i was like freezing cold i'd like had to put my arms in my shirt dude mm-hmm. so but right, i think damn. That's, that's the perfect viewing experience for spencer like, being cold surrounded by old women and just being <laughs> mesmerized by the movie, <laughs> like, because uh, the movie has like a very cold, like, feel to it, so I almost feel like it was like a four D experience, you know. Uh, but I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, my number seven is David Lowry's The Green Knight. Oh um, wow! Wow, I know, right? Yeah, I didn't um, expect that to be this high up. Yeah, The Green Knight is just a movie that I uh, keep going back to. I think it, I just don't have any issues with it. Like, I think the story that it tells, I mean, it's a very classic story, um, but the way it tells it with style and precision and it doesn't cheat the narrative, like the way it goes back and forth and you can never really trust what you're watching. Like, I love movies that you don't really know what it's trying to say until it's over. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I feel like, oh, like the second viewing of Green Knight, was, like, it's way different because you have an entirely different perspective on everything that's occurring the second time. Mm -hmm. And, like, that can be said for most movies, but really, you don't get the theme of the movie until, like, the final minute. And even then, you probably don't get it until after you've, like, talked about it with somebody. And you're like, oh, yeah, right. I guess that's what the guy was trying to teach him. And... I don't know. I just think it's a super rewarding movie when you like invest the time into it. And again, like I yeah, said, like, I actually, uh, I love
0: that's one of my favorite uh, kind of when a, when a movie really challenges an audience like that.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I loved it. I think it, it's just tremendous. It, it really is. I loved every minute of it. Um, again, the visual style I cannot overstate is stunning. Like there are several shots in the movie in fact, the opening with like him on his head on fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like as soon as it started, I like out loud I went, "Holy shit!" Like <laughs> just like immediately. Uh, yeah, great fucking movie, uh, absolute banger. Um, my number six is a movie that Joe was worried about when it comes to my opinion, and it is Bo Burnham's Inside. Okay. Um, I I love it. I know there's a little bit of discourse behind it, but I kind of don't care um it emotionally affected me um just like shiva baby i think it artistically inspired me in a way that's like oh like he i mean i know he has like a he's a rich man he has a lot of equipment but also it's like it's really impressive what he does just like lyrically and stylistically all by himself in a in his own house you know and even deeper than that i think it's like one of the most accurate portrayals of like mental illness but also mental illness through the lens of creating art Mm -hmm. uh, that I've ever seen. And um, I know there is a, there is no shortage of COVID related media about people trying to say like, Hey, is it COVID bad? Didn't quarantine suck? You know? Um, But I think inside goes about a billion steps further than that. Mm -hmm. And I think it relates, I can't speak for everybody, but just for me personally, it um, tapped into something that I felt very deeply and, uh, there was a part where I cried and I, uh, I don't know. I just, I heavily related to it. I think it came out during the perfect moment in my life where I was afraid to go back into the world post COVID, not post COVID, but you know what I mean? Like when stuff started reopening. I, uh, I was kind of, I was anxious to go back outside and I got to tell you inside helped me get over that anxiety. It helped me, uh, uh think about the beauty of the world and how mental illness doesn't necessarily have to weigh on me as heavily as it does. And uh, that's art, baby. That's what it's all about. And uh, it's beautiful. The songs are iconic, obviously. Uh, Bo himself has not missed a beat. Uh, There are so many hilarious, like genuinely, like not just like funny moments, like, holy shit, that's hilarious. Why did I never think about that moment? It's like the, the the reaction vids moment. um, (laughs) uh, Socko is iconic. Um, Just, it, it it's perfect, dude. It's a banger. So yeah, that's my number six. Uh so number ten is Shiva Baby, nine is Spider-Man No Way Home, eight is Spencer, seven is the Grey Knight, and six is Bo Burnham's inside.
0: Solid uh good stuff, man. Nice stuff going on all around. I mm-hmm. uh Thanks, buddy. Yeah, dude. You should uh good job, man.
1: I should start a letterbox because I, yeah, I got dude,
0: I, wouldn't, I might even give you a. I didn't even give you a follow, man. Dude, come on. Don't, don't tease me like that. Yeah, I shouldn't give you hope. Yeah. Um, okay, so now going into my five through two. Uh, number five on my list is uh, maybe, uh, in a way, the movie of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dune. Uh, this is kind of the big hit. Obviously, Spider-Man is making more money, but I feel like Dune, everyone has Dune. Mania, everyone everyone loves Dune. My mom, everybody knows about Dune. Everyone's talking about Dune. It's, uh, we're in Dune, we're Dune-pilled as a society, uh, and it's awesome. Dune, uh, definitely one of the most hyped movies in a long time, uh, rivaled only by Spider-Man, no way home. Uh, had incredibly high expectations for this movie, and it somehow uh, surpasses them. Uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, pretty much delivers a perfect blockbuster, uh, an incredible adaptation of the story, um, you know, great, amazing cast, incredible set pieces, uh, very thoughtful uh, and uh, nuanced filmmaking. Uh, it's a good, an incredibly uh, restrained film in a lot of ways. It really takes its time with these characters. But kind of that deliberate uh, deliberateness to the pace uh, kind of allows the, the big set pieces to kind of shine even more. Uh, I really, really love this movie. Uh, I've seen it. I think three or four times, and I pretty much uh, like it either the same or more every time I watch it. Uh, Dune is, it's Dune, baby. What else is there to say about it? Uh, yeah, I love nothing to say. Dune. Nothing else to say about Dune. Uh, number four is uh, a little black and white film, uh, a little sleek little movie, uh, low reverie. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> it is like Come On, Come On, uh, the Mike Mills film. Uh, this is. You know, I think uh, this movie isn't quite hitting uh, as big as I'd like it to because uh, I think this is just about the sweetest movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's got two excellent performances uh, from Walking Phoenix and uh, what is the little boy's name?
1: Uh, Woody Norman, I believe. Woody Norman. Uh, I think. He's
0: amazing. Uh, By the way,
1: the kid's British. Again, these fucking yeah. British people are fooling yeah. me with Honestly, great American I, accents.
0: Yeah, I, I if I see you on the street, kid, I will yell at you. <laughs> but um, it's <laughs> it's like come on come on is uh yeah watch out little boy uh but come on come on uh, you did a good job and uh it's super well shot the score is amazing uh this is the one i've been recommending as the the christmas watch watch this with the fam uh it's mm-hmm. super uh it's just like a it's like a hug it's 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 a really great movie uh it's kind of about it's got a lot to say about uh parenting and childhood kind of the role of the child in the modern society in the face of uh what seems to be impending doom uh, and it really uh kind of you know rather than try to answer uh kind of these big uh almost uh overbearing issues uh with the world uh, come on come on uh kind of just uh it helps you cope a little bit it helps you how do you deal with it's it less to do with how do you fix that problem with how do you deal with the anxiety as a, as a young person and as an adult uh when you don't have the answers uh and it's uh, it's just a really really good thoughtful well done uh be somewhat beautiful film i really really love come on come on uh great movie uh mike mills cool guy uh go watch beginners
1: um yeah Yeah.
0: tell that to 2020 joey i'll tell that to 2020 joey and he won't believe you (laughs) uh number three is uh kind of my dark horse pick for uh the year uh having it super high up it is nine days uh nine days uh, which I think might be generally considered a uh, 2020 release. It is a 2021 release. Uh, saw this. I was at the world premiere of the movie at Sundance. so just in Shut case you didn't know. Um, I love this movie still. Uh, I think it's still super emotionally impactful, super well done. Uh, it is a science fiction drama. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, go in knowing as little as possible. I highly, highly, highly recommend this. I think it is one of the most overlooked movies in the past couple of years. Uh, I'm surprised that that's not a it's not. It's not a uh, a, a big a big uh, kind of career defining movie for all these actors. Uh, in it. Zazie Beetz, uh, Bill Skarsgård, Winston Duke uh, all give amazing performances. Winston
1: Duke is like one of the best performances mm-hmm.
0: of the year. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, where's the Oscar love for Winston Duke? Uh, Tony Hale is in it. Uh, he's really good. Uh, Benedict Wong is great in the movie as well. Uh, it's uh, a first time director, Edison Oda. Uh, I think it's like amazing. I really, this movie blows me away. I've seen it three times now. It blows me away every time I watch it. Uh, It's a bit of a crier. Um, uh, It it might be a bit uh, heavy of a watch, but uh, I really, really love this movie. I know Adam, uh, when he first saw it, was a big fan of it. He's kind of feigned enthusiasm as the year has gone on. I think this one might have gotten lost in the shuffle.
1: Can I just uh, say, can I make my nine days statement? Yeah. I think it's a very, very good movie. I really like it. I just don't, I don't know. It just didn't stick with me. It was not top 25 material for me. It's probably like in the 30s range. I, yeah, dude, it's my number three, 30 minus 27 I, maybe. How do you like literally, like no, like how do you feel like knowing that you literally have Fast 9 above it?
0: Dude, that's crazy because this movie's is awesome. Uh, the filmmaking is exactly. interesting. Uh, it's a great score, great acting. It's just all around a banger of a movie. I'm kind of sad to see it have a uh, kind of a uh, result that I when I saw that I was like this is going to be the next big movie everyone's going to love it and then uh, just nah. to see it kind of uh, w- w-
1: wither away and die. Uh, no, I if I can be real for a second I think Sony Pictures kind of fucked it. Uh, they they had no idea what to do with it. But I think they released it in August this year. Mhm. Uh, that's like dumping ground material, dude. For especially yeah, for a movie, like that's honesty, it
0: honesty should have been, and I think it's got it's got everything November. it needs to be like an Oscar contender. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like release it like limited November, like a wide December. Uh, you got an Oscar contender. I I think it's a very good movie. I think I don't know if I would have nominated it for like anything, but like other than like Winston Duke's performance, the score is really good too.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but uh, maybe best original screenplay could have snuck in there um but no they completely fucked it and uh it, it's a really good movie i i do recommend it um, but yeah i i am a little surprised that it's so high up for
0: you but i love the movie i think it's i think it's really great i have really no uh no issues with it i'm a big i'm a huge nine days guy i love the movie uh sad to see it kind of flop the way that it has i feel weird having it so high on my list because nobody else does it's uh it's just me alone with it right now yeah you little fucking weirdo yeah, but I, uh, I'm sticking by it. I like it, and uh, I wish more people would be talking about it. Uh, and then my number two is uh, in classic Joe fashion. It's Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, I will not apologize for having this so high up. Uh, every time I watch it, uh, it gets better. Uh, it, it made me cry as recently as yesterday. Uh, I think Bo Burnham, you know, he just makes uh, the stuff that I like uh, to see. Uh, I like his, uh, his sensibilities and his humor and his, uh, kind of the, what, what he writes about, uh, I'm re- I really gravitate towards, uh, like Adam said, this is a super, super inspiring work, uh, just seeing, uh, uh, truly an artist just put his all into a movie, uh, into a project. And, uh, it's, uh, incredibly funny, uh, it's strikingly thoughtful and it's, uh, you know, it's super, it's just kind of the, the it's the main it's I, I think anybody who's working on anything COVID related should just, you know, just close out of that word document. Uh, it's already been done. Uh, this, nobody should try to do this again. Only Bob Burnham could pull off something, uh, the magic act that is inside. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I always said, I was, I was like, I really don't want to see shit about COVID. I, I think it would be, you know, I, I, I want to go to a film to escape, uh, And uh, inside, kind of, is uh, does the does does something magic. It explores what it means to escape into art uh, in a lot of ways, uh, and what it means to be alive now. What it means to be, you know, what what COVID has uh, the impact it's had on people. The kind of the the crazy zeitgeist that we live in. He's able to kind of address pretty he he addresses pretty much every major uh, kind of topic, uh, hot 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 topics of the time. Uh, and he, he does it great it's a big it's a big uh lampoon of our culture uh and i uh, i could keep talking and get really pretentious about it but i really really love this special uh i think it's it's deeply honest uh and i i really really admire that about it um and i think i just really like i i i i i absolutely love Bo burnham has been you know a huge hero of mine for so long and it's he just keeps getting better everything he makes is so good that it makes the last thing obsolete i uh I was listening to Inside Today and uh his uh a song from his uh, first album, Bo for Show, came on and I was like, It's crazy how much this guy has grown as creatively and artistically, uh in the past in, in in a relatively short span of time. Uh he's only been around for about what, ten, fifteen years? He's just and he's uh he's grown. I guess that's a, it is a long time to be around, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> he's uh he's amazing and uh, i loved it i love the special um i can absolutely to say that i can't wait to see what he does next is an understatement uh but uh and that's my number two so my five through two is dune come on come on nine days and inside
1: nice um by the way we did have a uh inside episode during the summer so if you do want to listen to joey go off about it and me too uh mm-hmm. we did release that back in june i believe um so yeah. yeah my uh my number five is a little ditty called uh, a movie that me and joey saw together uh Titan. titan. titan? Mm-hmm. i don't know oh, how the fuck to say it uh literally i've seen three different interviews with the director and she even she pronounces it differently every time so i don't know how to fucking say it but uh it uh this movie's a banger that's what i can say i can pronounce that it fucking slaps. Uh <laughs> the movie the movie's great. Uh no, I I've seen it a few times. Uh I saw it once with Joe uh in front of the pod Devin and I remember both of them were like literally quite like squirming in their seats. Mm-hmm. Uh the entire time, which I get, it's a grody movie. Titan is another one I I I, def-
0: I I would really like to revisit.
1: It's uh it's just a cool fucking movie. It was one of my most anticipated of the year because I love raw the last movie she did. Mhm. I think that's a masterpiece. And this is uh, also a masterpiece. It didn't Like, I it, there is no fall in quality. I don't think it's quite better than Raw. I think it's just as good as Raw. Uh, it's just an advancement in filmmaking. I think it's as equally compelling and emotional. And uh, both have tremendous uh, lead performances. Uh, and it, I don't know. I just, I, I love the way she does body horror. It makes it emotional. And I think that's just a really cool fucking thing. Um yeah, that I mean, being the whole movie. Like, I feel like it, it's one of those movies that's, like, it, it was sold on the face value of uh, uh, being a shock movie. Like, oh, it's so gross. You're going to leave people fainted in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see it, and you're like, like, yeah, it's intense, and it's a little gross at times. But I love it because it's kind of emotional. <laughs> like, it's kind of a story about family. And uh, it has, like, a very fucked up kind of message to it. And I... I don't know. I just like I remember like when it kicked in cuz I didn't know what the plot was going in. Like I didn't even know the whole car thing going into it. I I literally knew nothing about this movie walking in. I didn't even see the trailer. I knew nothing. I just knew the director, the cast and I was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go." And once I realized what it was about, like around the 20 to 30 minute mark, I just like like I just like my jaw dropped and I'm pretty sure it was dropped for like the rest of the movie. Um I think it's a banger. Uh, the soundtrack's amazing, performances are great, the cinematography is gorgeous, um, there's really no issues with it. Uh, I think it's an all-around banger. So yeah, that's my number five. Um, and my number four is, a uh, coincidence, I think not, another banger. Uh, Little Ditty. not sure if you saw it, made like five bucks at the box office, uh, Dune. Uh, Joey is right, we're all spice-pilled right now. And I think we're going to remain spice-pilled until Dune Part 2 comes out, uh, when all the film boys come out of hibernation again. Um, I mean, what is there to say about Dune? You know, man? Like, what hasn't what hasn't been said?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's epic, uh, but not, like, in a gamer way, like, in a true, like... It, you know, like, it just really feels like this is a sense of epicness that hasn't been, like, achieved since, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it truly feels like there's scale and spectacle and, like genuine like awe-inspirement of like how did they adapt this Mm -hmm. and how does it like because i read the book and i finished the book maybe a week before the movie came out right and i was like there's no way they are going to like properly do it and they do they fucking do it um i don't know how he like there's like just like very like little niche things from the book then make their way into the movie and they like visualize it perfectly it, like so just like i mean it's already a perfect movie full of beautiful cinematography and an amazing score and great performances but if you read the book you even have a deeper appreciation of the story and how delicately it tells the story that you know and uh um i gotta tell you the book the whole book's a banger but the first half of the book specifically is a banger because it, it's about the rise and fall of House of and uh, I think the idea to split the first book into two movies is perfect because I, I like I thought that from the beginning. Like the first half of the first book, like you get to like page five hundred of a thousand, and you're like, how the fuck is this not just a book in itself? Because so much happens. And they do it. They make a whole movie about it, and it's narratively compelling. And I cannot wait for part two. It, it's brilliant. You could not have been a better Dune movie. Denis um, Villeneuve, let me give you a smooch, buddy. uh you did it it's great uh you know we did it joe we made a we made a good dune movie um my number three is a movie that joe saw before me and that's not Mm -hmm. fair because i'm a bigger fan of this director than he is and that's mike mills come on come on Mm -hmm. um yeah man this movie made me cry (laughs) like it uh mike mills is one of my favorite directors he makes literally a movie every five years 2011 2016 and 2021 and uh every time he comes out with one it fucks me up uh 20th century women really got to me Uh, i think i was like 19 when it came out or something uh and it uh i loved it then now that i'm 24 watching come on come on and that uh simultaneously a movie about adulthood but also like how adults view children and how children view adults and the little weird relationship we have where it's like, I'm like control. Like I'm in like, like I'm an authoritarian figure over this child who has like this very weird view of me. Like children have like such a simple mindset. They love so unconditionally. They don't have a cynical bone in their body and they don't understand why we as adults are sort of beaten down by life. You know, mm-hmm. like they're truly it's just amazing, like, how unconditional the love of the child is. And this movie beautifully paints that. It, it like, it, it it just warmed my heart. Like, I... When I was watching it, I felt at peace. I felt, like, literally comforted. Uh, when it ended, I felt like I had a hug for, like, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Vick's performance, man. I, 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 like, I know he's, like, labeled as, like, the wacky guy in Hollywood, right? But... This is a beautiful performance, like just a super warm, personal, introspective performance. Um, And Woody Norman is equally great in the movie. Gabby Hoffman, uh, she's not in it as much as the two of them, but she's really great in it. Uh, Shout out to my boy Jabuki, who's in it for like five minutes, but Mm -hmm. I like seeing him and stuff. Um, Yeah, I think this is like a literal 10 out of 10 movie. Like there is not a bad scene in the entire movie. It's perfect it'll make you laugh it'll make you cry it'll do all the things movies should do and uh yeah man I love it um my number two uh is I I almost don't even want to say it because then Joe because after I say it Joe's not going to know what my number one is Mm -hmm. uh but whatever
0: are you really going to do this
1: yeah uh number two is Spike no uh thank you no (laughs) no number two is uh the worst person in the world uh i i mean I don't even know dude Joe kind of summed it up pretty perfectly it's it's a beautiful movie uh but it's also incredibly sad and i think uh it, it's the most like damning portrait of being a like an adult I've seen in like a really long time um because i saw it i mean i saw it like a few months ago and like I just saw that at a very perfect time of my life where I was kind of feeling the same feelings that Julie was feeling in the movie you know and I as someone who also went from an arts major to a psych major and back and forth between the two of them I feel this movie I really do like the first 5 minutes happen where she's like explaining like the major switches and uh, her relationship life and everything and I'm just like wow yeah Honestly, so true. And I don't know, man. I I think there's a very beautiful message in this movie about when you're in adulthood and you see people succeeding around you so often, it's very easy to beat yourself up over it. You know what I mean? It's very easy to feel uh, less than because you're not at a certain point in your life. You feel like you should be further along. Uh, in comparison to other people. But I think this movie does a great job. The title of the movie even goes to this message. That just because you're indecisive and you don't know what you want right away or as quick as other people, it doesn't mean you're the worst person in the world. Thank you. It's a perfect movie. Uh, it, uh, it it really got to my heart. I, I I was like literally up until the minute the pot started. It could have been my number one. I think my number two and my number one are pretty, pretty like, interchangeable. Um, I think one and three, one, two, and three are all, like, 10 out of 10, like, actual, like, A-plus movies. So, um, yeah, perfect movie, man. Uh, yeah, so I think it's kind of obvious. I think me and Joey have the same number one. So if uh, you want to go ahead and reveal it to the audience.
0: Uh, our number one film of the year is a little ditty known as Licorice Pizza.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I it's thought it a... was I thought it was Scoob. Oh, Scoob! I thought oh, oh damn. No, that's weird. Dude, I I didn't see Licorice Pizza yet. You um. Were,
0: oh shit. Okay. Um. <laughs> you no, just uh... watch it now. Okay. Oh wait.
1: Okay, just ended. Uh, yeah, Licorice Pizza is my number one of the year. <laughs> um i thanks guys um you yeah, know licorice pizza uh, we saw this together um uh, mm-hmm. which uh, joey did not believe me when i invited him to the reading. he literally like he drove there he was in the lobby for the theater i shook his hand and he's like i don't believe this we're like we're not going to watch this movie today and uh sure enough we did and if I remember correctly, we were both kind of speechless. We just, like, nodded to each other (laughs) after Mm -hmm. it over. We just, like, we we got up, we nodded to each other, we went to the bathroom, and we talked a little bit after that, but initial reaction was just nodding at each other. Yeah, just being like, yep, that was, uh, that's the best movie of the year. Yep, that's Paul Thomas Anderson. He just, uh, he comes in and directs the best damn movie you've ever seen.
0: And then he leaves. And, uh, makes it look easy
1: makes it look super easy in a a way that's like endearing and uh, beautiful. And just like, it's just, it's truly astonishing what this guy does. Like it almost pisses me off a little bit. It it really does. It really pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that pushed this over the edge, because I won't even like, like even come on, come on, was in contention for my number one, you know? Mm -hmm. But the thing that pushed licorice peach over the edge for me, is I think the rewatchability of it for me, where I could see myself watching this like a billion more times. Like I genuinely imagine me like the same way I do like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or like Lady Bird or something. Like maybe not the exact best movie of that year, but I rewatch those movies on heavy rotation. And this one is going to add that to that rotation where I can, if I want to watch a true banger, but I want something with like true entertainment value. Mm It's not a boring moment in this entire movie. It's like so fun. Like it's the most entertaining movie I've seen this year.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's just kind of one of those movies. It's the one that I keep, I just keep coming back to. I can't anytime anybody, you know, during the holidays, everyone's always like, what movie should I watch? And immediately it's licorice pizza. Uh, it's such, it's, uh, it's such a, uh, for such a light and kind of breezy movie, uh, it's uh, you know it is it's a two-hour film uh, it flies by completely um, and you know it's it's endlessly entertaining uh, super watchable uh, so many incredibly funny moments um, but it's uh, it's it's still it has the it's got an incredible amount of craft uh, and thought put behind it it's not a it's not a lazy movie by any means um, kind of I think the notion that the movie is just Paul Thomas Anderson fucking around is uh, completely uh, wrong I think it's this is a very very uh, well put together uh, meticulously crafted uh coming of age movie um and you know i think adam and i are both pretty partial to this genre and uh the our favorite director just made uh maybe the maybe one of the definitely an s tier one Uh, i always said that there's kind of with these coming of age movies there's just kind of a uh segments you know there's sections you got the ladybirds and the mineral the dying girls and then you've got like the edge of 17s and then mm-hmm. you've got like the Duff, uh, which I like, uh, but it's uh, this is so definitely I, uh, this definitely ranks among the highest ones. Uh, and it's it's just it's everything you'd want it to be uh, and more uh, PTA. He's just he continues to prove himself to be the most uh, reliable director in Hollywood. Uh, if you haven't seen this one, definitely go check it out. It's uh, finally wide. Uh, it's, it's so nice to, to know that people are finally seeing it now. Uh, and even if, uh, even though Spider-Man's gonna uh, try to shoot PTA dead in the street, uh, hopefully uh, it can uh, see the light of the day.
1: Um, I mean, even so though, like the performance in, the, in this movie too, dude. Like a lot of like fucking like a lot of Haim in this movie, dude. Like that's like best actress of the fucking year in the bag. Like no one else. Like if if they even try to give it to anybody else. it's going to be a fist fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to fight in the streets for a
0: while. Do you think she has
1: it? I don't know if she has it, but, like, I'm fully prepared to go, like, full, like... Like, I'm going to, like, fight somebody over it. Um, Because she gives just about the best performance I've ever seen in this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. she is a firecracker in this movie. Like, her her screen presence... This is her first fucking movie. Like, Mm -hmm. her screen presence, her comedic timing, her just sincerity her vulnerability as an actress is like truly astounding like I, I i was in awe by her performance like like if you would you have guessed in a million years that this was a debut performance because no absolutely not it's insane how good she is in this movie
0: um yeah i guess uh, pta just really knows how to to give actors uh, career best performances
1: Cooper Hoffman too also his mm-hmm. first movie. Yeah, uh, amazing.
0: And then uh, I think we 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 went to great length on uh the pod where we discussed this one, but uh Bradley Cooper uh basically gives his best performance uh, in this movie. Uh I will be in how Adam feels about uh Alma Hay winning the Oscar. Uh, I think I confidently believe Bradley Cop- Cooper should have this Oscar in the bag. Uh nobody comes close uh and he is amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. genuinely you know, amazing Ste- almost
0: steals the entire fucking movie
1: He he's in it for like what five minutes maybe mm-hmm. ten Um, it, it it's such a small segment of the movie but it's like quite literally the funniest thing I've seen in a movie in like many years I can't tell you the last time I laughed and Joe could attest to this like I was like literally rolling out of my seat in the theater
0: we were all the whole theater was like we had to like it was like we had to stop ourselves from laughing to fucking uh to keep to, <laughs> to pay attention to the movie and this is like a this is and it's you know how often that's i mean it is kind of i think there is a bit of a it's so nice to finally cuz PTA uh makes these kind of very intense character pieces that kind of fuck you up and it's just it's so nice to see him to just take a and for the, just take a little bit of a detour and and hop into just pure uh hilarity it's the the it's so funny this is such a funny movie it's 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 so nice to see just a really I wouldn't say, I don't know if this is a pure comedy, but just to see such a, but it might be, it honestly might be a pure comedy. It's such a funny film. Uh, It's just so nice to see a a truly joyful movie to watch uh, kind of in the, you know, in the Oscars, we kind of, the Oscar contention, we kind of get these very depressing uh, character pieces and period dramas, but it's, it's nice to get something that's just purely a fucking, it's a romp. It's an awesome, awesome movie.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you, dude. I uh, There's nothing wrong with this movie. It's completely fun. There's no segment in this movie that's any better or worse than other segments because I think this entire movie is a banger. But I, like, specifically, I can see myself going on YouTube and, like, watching the Bradley Cooper segment, like, many different times because it's just so much fun. Um, Yeah, that's the great thing about this movie. It made me remember, like, oh, movies are cool. Like, movies are inspiring. Mm-hmm. Movies can make you feel... A uh, hundred different emotions in the span of, like, ten scenes. And uh, I remember the rush that I felt by the time it was over. It's just, like, it, it's true, like, cinematic dopamine. It's it's truly, like, it, it's just, it, it's beautiful. Like, it really is, like, some sweet, sweet cinema. It, it really is. Um, I have no issues with it. I i mean fuck dude the the score the music the soundtrack uh the cinematography the colors the actors the cameos the the story the heart the every fucking thing the things about the themes about adulthood childhood uh that weird middle space in between um the the time period the setting the uh, the costumes the i mean fucking everything dude like everything about this movie is such a banger it's it's equally the best made movie of the year and the most entertaining and rewatchable at the same time, and that's why it's my number one. Because it it's that middle balance. It's exactly what you want in a movie. It's everything you want in a movie, in one movie. And uh yeah, man. Movies are back. Movies are movies are here to stay, baby.
0: Yeah, dude, and PTA is uh the greatest director of all time.
1: Um so that being said, we will be hibernating until the next PTA movie because mm-hmm. it's going to be a long, uh, I mean, when was the last time you, when was Phantom 3, 2017? So this is like four year gap. Uh, so what do you think we're going to do in the next one? 2024,
0: maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hope sooner than, um, I think maybe 2023, but probably 2024.
1: Fuck. I. That's so sad. Um, yeah. Okay. Damn. Damn, Daniel. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad. Have, have we ever agreed on our number one?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I think we've had a little bit of overlap, but never to uh, never our number one.
1: Damn. Okay. Well, hey, man. I'm uh, I'm glad to after a year of divide, you know, in this country and in our personal lives between uh, Joe's drinking and my drug use. Uh, I'm glad we we just come back together and reconnect on licorice pizza come together shut the fuck up
0: <laughs> got our uh, podcast clobby reclaimed
1: um so Joe anything you want to say about the end of the year uh to the to the good listeners
0: uh i got two words for you these nuts <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright where can everyone find you online
0: buddy <laughs> um you can find me uh at uh, Joseph josephsalmony on, on joseph underscore salmony on most platforms uh but the uh you can uh, i just released a movie uh low reverie uh that's on the aggressive okay youtube channel uh a lot of people put a lot of hard work into that uh so uh please go show it some love um and uh nothing but buck will be out soon uh so yeah um got some cool stuff coming out on AOK. hopefully you guys all like it um and uh Rico, friend of the pod Rico just dropped a be called High uh go check it out. Um and uh other than that, uh, I got nothing else to plug.
1: You really just pretended like you didn't make a D's nuts joke like five seconds ago. Like you just Deez went D's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, you can find me um treating my Ligma uh you know, diagnosis.
0: Doom. Uh, thoughts and prayers for Adam, please, guys. About what? Uh, thoughts and prayers about your Adam has been diagnosed
1: with Ligma. Ligma balls, Joe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but you can follow <laughs> Stupid. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not sandler. Uh, letterboxed Adam Not Sandler. And my other podcast, Zelennial Canon. Uh, we will be having plenty of films of the new year. Um, we did a whole Spider Month. We did a for some reason, we did deck the halls for Christmas. Which uh, have you seen that movie, Joey, with Dan Devito, Matthew Broderick? Uh, yes, I have. Just about the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, it, it, it it uh it made me hate Christmas. Uh, like I wanted to I wanted to declare the war on Christmas after that movie, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but no, that movie sucked. But still listen to the pod because we had a good time on it. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll be back in the new year. Um, if everything goes according to plan, uh, we will be doing a certain episode about a trial, uh, between me and Joseph, uh, which I, for one, am looking forward to, um, you ready to lose? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Hey, listen, this is a, this, you could get like sued for defamation by doing that, Joe. So I, I'd watch your step. Okay. I will destroy you. I, all right, buddy. Um, but, and also you can bet your asses we're going to be doing a a Scream episode when it comes out, so look forward to that in the new year as well. Um, So, Joey, if you want to close it up for us.
0: All right, gamers. Uh, Is this the last episode of the year? I guess so, yeah. Last episode of the year, guys. uh, 2021 was an interesting year, uh, but uh, it was a good one. Um, It's, uh, you know, it's been a year since Spike. Uh, It's been, we're entering... This summer will be our second year of AOK, so our AOK podcast. Uh, We've gone through many name changes, but uh, it means the world to us uh, that you guys are listening. Uh, We hope uh, you still like it. Um, Adam and I still seem to enjoy it, so uh, let's hope we don't lose (laughs) that. What a ringing endorsement! (laughs) Ringing endorsement. We seem to enjoy it, Uh, but uh, yeah, got some exciting new movies coming out next year. Uh, We might. Are we doing an top-anticipated-of-the-year thing?
1: Yeah, buddy. Sure. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. I got a I uh
0: I got to pick my 10. Um so a lot of things to look forward to, guys, uh but uh you know what I'm looking forward to? Ending this episode. So, good night. Good luck. Keep on quarantining. Get that booster shot. Keep on blogging with that dog. And God bless.